Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Coming to you after the Nationals. Top of 4-1 decision to the L.A. Dodgers. Falls at 43-28 on the year. Uh, disappointing night all around, Dave. And it starts with the fact that Steven Strasburg was a late scratch. We're waiting for this game all day, about 45 minutes before the scheduled start time. to get the word on Twitter. Uh, upper back strain. Uh, you get scratched from the start. It's supposed to be a big matchup with him and Clayton Kershaw. It's going to be the first time in over 100 years that pitchers with double-digit wins this early in the season were going head-to-head in the matchup. Vin Scully calling the game, so everyone was excited. Uh, just kind of a big disappointment there. Uh, Dusty Baker told reporters after the game that he injured it. Uh, injured his upper back in a workout recently. They expect that he'll be back for his next start, so it doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but it was enough to kind of ruin the expected matchup tonight. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a loss in June, so you don't want to get too worked up over it. The biggest uh, concern is really for Strasburg. I mean, he's, um, you know, he and Scherzer are the one-two ace of the staff, and, um, you know, if this is something that that is going to be problems problems troublesome or a problem um then then that's the the biggest takeaway out of this game hopefully that's not the case obviously last year we saw um a nagging injury turn into a bigger one for Strasburg last year so we don't want that to happen again um a disappointment sure uh Vince Scully was even going to take the day off with a cold until um you know but he wanted to see the Strasburg and and Kershaw match up so much but um, but really, uh, the, the biggest concern about today's game is, is the injury takeaway. I think the most annoying uh, result of all this is another round of hot house flower hot takes, as I mentioned it in the little intro to here. Strasburg has been dominant on the mound since uh, he came back from his second DL stint last season. Uh, he's been amazing this year, 10-0 and going into this start before he was scratched. Uh, you know, you, there's, there's no way to complain about what he's given the Nationals so far this year. But as soon as that happens, my Twitter feed and comment sections are filling up with more of those hot house flowery cans, not tough enough, et cetera. I don't know how people are still making those arguments after watching him for the last year and a half, but predictably they were there today. Well, it's all hashtag narrative, right? I mean, everybody uh, has to have a story to write. Everybody's got a, a micro blog since they've all got the Twitters now. And, um, you know, everybody wants to sound smarter than the next guy. So, um, you know, it's a popular take to um, to denigrate Strasburg's, uh, um, you know, fortitude and, and his ability to, to fight through stuff. So if people – if it makes people feel better to write that stuff about Steven Strasburg, I'm sure he doesn't give a good goddamn what they write about him. So, um, you know, if that's what gets them through the night, then more power to them. Um, all I know is that the Nats would be in um, in much hardship uh, if they were to lose Strasburg for any period of time. Uh, with Strasburg out, Yusmero Petit gets a start. Dusty Baker's utility pitcher goes out there and gives them six innings, 94 pitches, uh, down one nothing early, Justin Turner hits a 1-0 slider out to center for solo blast. Uh, Corey Seager, ground rule double to start the fourth. Uh, scores on a, another RBI single by Justin Turner. Jock Peterson hits a 2-0 slider out to right for just a towering home run in the fifth, three to nothing at that point. I mentioned 94 pitches total and six innings pitched. Uh, 
you got to just love what you got from Yusmero Petit here. You're probably going to have him unavailable for a couple days, but on a night where he could have ended up blowing up the entire bullpen if uh, he didn't go out there and do what he did, you have to be thankful that he was able to go out there for six innings and, you know, limit the damage, takes the loss, but Yeoman's work for him out there and just another example of how valuable he's been to this team since they added him as a free agent this winter. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and this is what you've got Yusmira Petit for, right? He's there to, to give you multiple innings when um, when a starter can't, whether that's um, whether a starter isn't effective or he can't take the ball like Strasburg tonight. And um, and really, you cannot ask for anything more than what, what Petit did tonight. Um, well, you could, but uh, you'd be just, you know, be barking at clouds at that point. Um, for him to go out there and give them six innings, 94 pitches, uh, when he had about an hour's worth of notice to, that he was going to start. Just um, a ter- tremendous effort from him tonight. Uh, kept the Nats in the game. Unfortunately, uh, it was against the world's greatest pitcher, and um, and really the, the Nats had very little that they could do um, against Kershaw, and then um, and and apparently even less against uh, a stellar relief pitching <laughs> of Joe Blanton, and, and then and then eventually Canley Jensen. Uh, just. Uh, updating on Strasburg, what I'm seeing on Twitter, Masson's Dan Colco's uh, Strasburg said he learned from last year when it comes to pitching, when it comes to not pitching through pain, doesn't want it to worsen, so he's just trying to nip it in the bud. That's all generally what you're hearing coming out of there, that they're not too concerned, but they didn't want him pitching uh, with an injury out there and making it worse, like you said. So hopefully that's just the case, and we'll see him next uh, next turn in the rotation. But you mentioned Clayton Kershaw. 8-0 in his last nine starts going into tonight with a 1-1, 1, 1, 1.14 ERA, 154, 171, 229 line against, and 71 innings pitched over that stretch. 6-1 and in seven starts in Dodger Stadium this season with a 1-3-1 one, one ERA, a 144, 167, 193 line against. Uh, Seven-game win streak going against the Nats. He improved that to eight straight wins against the Nats. Five scoreless on 76 pitches, six Ks. Uh, Harper over three with three Ks against him when he was on the mound. Uh, Zimmerman on third. Uh, Ramos single on a 3-0 fastball. Uh, Rendon single in the seventh, bringing the only run they scored against him. Just another down and outing. Seven innings, six hits, one earned run, eight Ks. He's got that herky-jerky delivery. He's got that big bending curve that Vince Scully calls a change-up all night for some reason just to confuse the heck out of me. But... A, a dominant start. Uh, Kershaw improves to 11 and one on the year and continues to dominate the Nationals when they face him. Yeah, you know, and, and the real news of the night would have been, um, you know, if he had, if he'd given up a walk. I mean, he, he went three and zero Ramos, and, and then Ramos swung away on him. And this Ramos is the guy who walked once in the last week. But um, you know, the, that would have been the biggest news if he'd actually, you know, walk Ramos on four pitches. But uh, yeah, you know. It was, uh, Kershaw did what he does every every five days. You know, every time he takes the ball, he, um, he he's dominant. He gives up, you know, one or you know fewer than two runs every time out. Then you know the Nats got him for one tonight uh, there at the end on a very hot and muggy night there in L.A. And um, you know, just uh, uh, he's a pleasure to watch pitch. I mean, he's he's a guy that just goes after guys, pounds the strike zone. Um, there's no uh, deferring or nibbling or whatever. He just goes right at everybody, and, and he beats everybody, and he's fun to watch pitch. <laughs> Bryce Harper on what he thought when Strasburg was scratched. Sucks for ESPN. Uh, Strasburg, <laughs> I mean Harper, 
didn't look too good out there. Uh, nobody looked too good against Kershaw, honestly. It went over three or three Ks against him. Uh, he gets a swinging bunt against Blanton to get on the board there. One for four on the night, I believe, in the end there. But uh, you think it's just yeah. a thing of Kershaw or uh, Harper? I didn't look too comfortable up there at the plate all night. And after seeing some signs of life for him, uh, going a little bit the other way in the last couple of days. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's tough watching Harper right now because he's not in a very good way. He's pulling off of everything. and um, I mean, even fastballs, he's not he's not sitting on right now. So it's tough to watch him. Uh, you know, he's hitting, you know, 231 over his last seven games. Um, you know, he's getting on base still. But, um, you know, the, 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 the troubling thing is the slugging. I mean, even when he's making contact, he's not making big contact. And it's just – it's really tough to watch. Uh, you know, the last month he's he's 243, 341, 359, and that's just not Bryce Harper. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it you know a slump is a couple weeks. It turns into a month and a half, then um, then obviously there's concern, and 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 there's concern right now. This is the um, really the the first time that that he's struggled for this you know extended stretch, and he's got to fight his way out of it. He's a better hitter than what he showed us here in the last six weeks, and he just needs to figure out a way to, um, you know, to fight through it and, and, and get back to being the Bryce Harper we know. Uh, in spite of the national struggles, a highlight, of course, getting to listen to Vin Scully call the game. I took a few notes from my Vin Scully highlights. Uh, he compared Strasburg being a, a, a late scratch and Petit taking over to showing up for a Broadway show and finding out that Rex Harrison was replaced by John Brown, which that's a reference that just dates me, but I nonetheless found humorous. He told the story about Wilson Ramos uh, found a horse wandering around in his native country when he was a kid, uh, charged neighborhood kids to ride the horse. He was making some nice money off of that as a kid. Uh, he also caught exotic birds to sell to pet stores. He baited them with honey, according to Vince Gully. He also explained that it was the first strawberry moon in 70 years, and that's how the original Native Americans knew when to pick their fruit. Uh, just a, a joy to listen to, even though he said he was uh, a little ill, as you mentioned, and made it into the park just to make sure he got to see a Strasburg and Kershaw matchup, only to be disappointed like the rest of us. Yeah, Vin's a national treasure. Uh, you know, I've been, you know, the, one of the, the great things about uh, you know buying the MLB dot uh, com package is um, being able to listen to um, other teams' um, broadcasts, whether it's TV or radio. And, and um, you know, a lot of times when the Nats are uh, playing on the East Coast, I'll uh, me being on the West Coast, I get to sit up and uh, listen to Vin just call up. Tuesday night game between the Dodgers and the Brewers or whatever, and it's just, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it harkens back to the day of when radio was theater, and, um, you know, not a lot of people know my first job in, in media was working at a radio station where we um, were part of the Orioles radio network, and we would get the satellite feed, and we would, I would push it out on our, on our uh, station's uh, um, feed and and so I got to listen to, to John Miller and Joe Angel call Orioles games and obviously Miller went on to San Francisco and um, and the National but uh, being able to listen to Vin Scully on, on a regular basis now again um, uh, just it, it's just a real joy being able to uh, hear a, a true master at, at work and he's not one of these guys that even when he's doing TV he's not sitting there watching TV and 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 telling you the, 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 the you know the, the speed of the pitch and, and you know stuff that you can see on TV. He's telling you things that um that, that you don't know that he's done research or he had had help doing research and um 
you know, giving you insight into the stories where um, it's more than what just, just you can see watching TV following along. Yeah, well, not particularly entertaining game outside of watching Kershaw, which is always fun to do. He definitely had me interested at least for the entire game, just listening to him more than anything else. So I made up for a little bit of the national struggles against Kershaw, I'd say, but they dropped their third straight. They dropped a 43 and 28 on the year tomorrow night. Tanner Roark out there. You got to hope that he'll give them a long outing after, you know, they're going to be one man down in the bullpen if they don't decide to add somebody. Uh, do you think they might add someone to the bullpen? Uh Mero Petit obviously going to be unavailable. Felipe Rivero has been struggling. That's uh, are a little bit taxed out there in the bullpen. They should have most of their guys available. Um, maybe not Sammy Solis after tonight. He pitched again, but uh, you foresee them making a move, or you think they're just going to hope that Tanner Roark gives them a strong start? It mentions in the MLB preview here that he uh, he completed at least six innings and in 11 of 14 starts this season, so they could just hope for the same or possibly bring up an arm to give them a little added uh, well, lever in the bullpen. The yeah, they make a move, you know, what do they do? I mean, they they could – theoretically put Petit on the 15-day disabled list with, with fatigue or whatever, but um, there's, there's really not a logical move to make there. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the problem is if, if Roark doesn't give them, you know, six or seven innings like Petit did tonight, then they're in trouble. So um, if Roark can give them the, the normal, you know, six or seven, then they should be okay. But if he gets, um, you know, gets, gets knocked out earlier, there's an injury, then they're going to be in trouble for the next night. So um, that's when I think that they would see the move. I don't think we'll see a move for tomorrow yet. Michael Taylor with another double. Uh, Dusty Baker said he's going to continue to start him against lefties as he has been. And in spite of the fact that we mentioned last night that Ben Revere is pretty much only hitting lefties at this point, but uh, going against Scott Casimir tomorrow, five and three, four six four ERA on the year. Uh, I expect to see Michael Taylor in there again. And what do you think about the way Dusty Baker's been handling the two of them the last couple of weeks? Not that there's a platoon or anything. Dusty is very uh, uh, specific. Anytime <laughs> somebody asks him about Michael Taylor playing, but but yeah, they've got a platoon, and and Taylor is um, has been raking the past two weeks and. Um, you know, especially against left-handed pitchers. So I, I certainly assume to, that we'll see him in there again tomorrow. I still don't particularly like him in the leadoff spot, but as we all know, yeah. if you play center field for the Nationals, you're going to lead off. So, um, yeah, I, I expect to see him again, and, and uh, um, I don't expect to see Revere hit until they face another righty, but not that they have a platoon in center field or anything. 43-28 and 28 on the year after the loss. Still got a healthy lead in the NL East, so they got to turn this around and keep that going. That's nightly sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. It's another 10-10 start tomorrow night. We'll all get to listen to Vince Scully again, hopefully. Uh, I don't know if he'll come in if he's sick for a Tanner Roark, Scott, Scott Casimir matchup, but we can only hope. I'll talk to you after tomorrow night's game, sir. Get some sleep, everybody. Dog has to go Nats.